Is it on? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. We have Quanisha Johnson in the building. She is a, I'll let her explain what she does, but basically she helped me get ready for my marriage. I'm my betrothed, my beautiful fiance is in the building finally. It's our first time ever sitting on the episode. So, you know. I've actually, yeah, that's true. I've never yeah. seen her in this room. Yeah. I never met her until yeah. today. So. <laughs> Space of honesty? No, not really. <laughs> I have to go to the restroom. <laughs> we never see her. Again. <laughs> never see me again. Well, Quanisha, please introduce yourself. Uh, let the people know what you do and what we're here today. Kind of okay. Talking about. Thank you, Larry. I am Quanisha Johnson. I'm a licensed professional counselor, aka therapist, and a mental health and wellness educator. So oh. I'm all about mental health, educating the people about it, and of course, helping. Um, couples as yourself get to the point where they're ready to walk down that aisle. Oh, it's fantastic. It was so nicely well put. It's almost like she thought about it before she got Or there. like she does it for a living or Kinda, something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some days. Sometimes. Uh, so, um, George actually had a great question on here. I, th- I feel like we should leave with this one. Uh, the biggest challenge in a lot of relationships is communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that is, and why are you the reason why so many people are having trouble right now? <laughs> I'm the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. This is the first time of learning that I am the reason for the season. I did hey, not know. Listen. So communication. Okay, communication is about connection, right? And so I believe it is the main connector of relationships. Okay. We don't come into relationships as we want to think we do as a blank slate. What are we then? We're coming with a canvas with things on it, ah, right? Okay. So I think we, we we believe in our minds become blank, but we don't. So you're coming from background, raising, society, all of the different things that shape and mold how you see the world. Baggage. I don't. We don't want to call it that. I'm all for reframing <laughs> and thinking of it in the most positive way. Oh, this way. is going to be a very optimistic <clears throat> episode. Oh. Why not? So in terms of communication, think about where, where was the first place you learned to communicate? In the house. In the house, right? So it starts there, right? If you had a household, when I work with people in therapy, they say, we didn't communicate at all. Mm. Or we had a lot of nonverbal communication. Like, we knew when someone was upset, but they didn't verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And so you're coming into a relationship not blank with something. Then you go into school, and you have a teacher, and your teacher communicates. Then you have friends, and then, you know... You, you are, you're um, in society, and then there's messages there. So you're coming into something, not blank, and so there's a clash there. And then, you know, I don't want to generalize, but men and women, we just, there are differences because of society, because of upbringing and raising that perpetuate um, this kind of disconnect with communicating. Would you think that a person that's more comfortable with conflict would be more comfortable with communicating? More comfortable with conflict? Mm-hmm. I think this. In all relationships, there is a, there's conflict. Of course. There's some level of conflict that exists, mm-hmm. and we have to become comfortable, as I tell my couples with premarital, um, with dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're comfortable. We know we're going to have conflict, but what about the dialogue? Why can't we dialogue? Why can't things be an ongoing conversation? Why do we have to always bump heads about something or choose to want to be right? Ah, see, and that was one thing that I felt like I had to really master was the not being on opposing sides of the conversation, but being on the same side and kind of trying to meet somewhere in the middle as Mm -hmm. opposed to like 
well, this is how we should do it, but you think we should do it this way, and your way is wrong. So here's why mm -hmm. we should do it my way kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I say it is um, relationship over right. Mm. Relationship trumps right on any day. And so if you want to be able to build the relationship, have it strong, or you want to be right, which one? So relationship goes first. So who's more right, the, the woman or the man? There's no such thing, right? <laughs> you're, the, you're the professional here. Right, right is relative as well. That's true. One plus one is equal to two. Mm -hmm. So if you were to tell me uh, one plus one is seven, you're wrong, and I'm right. Mm -hmm. There's no way for you to explain it. So somebody has to be right. Someone has to be right, but right is not concrete when it comes to abstract things. It's all relative, mm -hmm. right? If you're coming as a non-blank slate, your perspective is gauging your right. If you're coming from a society, a world that says men do this, women do this, then that's that's leading, maybe may leading and guiding how you see things. Of course, yeah. So numbers are concrete. They say numbers don't lie, mm -hmm. allegedly, reportedly. Yeah, right? we'll give it a few years. <laughs> right. uh, that's funny. So sticking with the theme of communicating, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the biggest things that men struggle with, and I'm sure you can agree with this, is approaching an emotional conversation, but using our logical brains. Mm -hmm. And it often leads to us getting yelled at and you don't get it, you don't understand kind of thing. Like, why do you, why do you think that some men struggle with using their sort of like emotional intelligence to have conversations? For one, it, I do believe there is a level of, and this, we could talk science, right? Sure. We can talk science and we can talk um, like environment, the social part of things. I okay. think nature and nurture go hand in hand. Okay. And remember when we're talking, we may be generalizing because not everything that is said, every theory, every thought is applicable to every single person. It's just not true. You must watch a lot of YouTube. I don't actually. <laughs> Zero. Oh, man. I'm just a licensed professional counselor and educator. <laughs> and play one on TV as well. <laughs> so... Let's I like make you that. laugh today. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, so, so ultimately, even um, hormonally, our hormones work, our sex hormones, our brains, right? Um, blood flow, for example. So, scientists will tell you that blood flow to a certain part of the woman's brain, the area that kind of promotes more language acquisition skills. Mm -hmm. So, we're more, you know, and we're generalizing, talkative. Men are more. Um, concrete and report talking, as some of the, the people say, whereas how you communicate, we communicate more so with memories and information, emotions, and you don't. So like if we already understand scientifically how we may operate differently, mm -hmm. right? When we have boys, they're, they're wired and we're generalizing again. We can't speak for every person, for people who want to say, well, not my son or my, my daughter, yeah. that you, you rough house. You may be a little bit, I have sons, I have a son and I have daughters. Raising them was a very different experience. So there are things with our wiring, our hormones, our brains, everything. And then there's society. It perpetuates that. So ultimately, even as I raised my son, maybe as a parent, I went more towards raising him in the sense of boy, of whatever that looks yeah. like and that went with. So in terms of emotions and logic, we just, as men and women, communicate differently. It's not a right or wrong thing. And women may be communicating with more emotions and you and men communicate more literally well it doesn't feel like it's not a right or wrong thing a lot of the times i feel like speaking from experience 
when we're having conversations and it's heated and I'm mm-hmm. I'm using a very kind of like monotone, mm-hmm. direct yeah. black type of thinking and, and speaking, it's oh like you don't get it. You're like you don't care. You're you're trying to be so logical about the situation because yeah. I'm trying to I guess provide a solution for the problem. And and maybe that's not what people are looking for in those moments. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're looking to more so be understood and yeah. and I, I think I've learned that from you is like affirm whatever is being said. Validate. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um and that's even like an, a sales technique as well to mirror what sure. I what I'm what I'm being told so yeah. that the person can feel like Absolutely. at least yeah, that they under, that, that that's understand a, what's being that's said. what the research says as well. Look at you, Larry. <laughs> but it but it feels it feels weird because we're in a world where people are Telling men we don't know how to be emotional or we don't we like emotional intelligence because we don't talk the same kind of way as you, women do. You don't, but it doesn't mean you can't learn. Okay. Right. It's an effort though. It's an effort, yeah. but it's the process of there are things that I think all of us men and women, we have to unlearn some things. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember you're not a blank canvas. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. So there the process of unlearning is to take the information given to you that may not be applicable or work for your life in present day and replacing it with what works for you. Yeah. So, like, if you learned in your household, communication was nonverbal. You don't say anything, right? Because I could say, you could say to me right now, you know, how are you doing? And if I'm sitting like this and I'm like, fine, you, I'm probably lying, yeah. right? And so maybe I learned to do that. So we have to unlearn. So we can't, like, box people because you can learn. Yeah. If you're in a relationship and you're choosing relationship over right, then you you're have gonna, to learn. You have to learn. Yeah. Larry, you get yeah. a gold star. You have to learn. You're going to email it to me? I'm going to. You <laughs> might not get it <laughs> if I had to email it to you. Um, so ultimately, it's not an emotion. Think about emotions, too. You don't plan your emotions. Right. You don't plan. Unless you're I, a psycho, right? Right. No, we won't even say anyone's psycho. Man, we she want is to like, be. I can't hear it, George. Damn. <laughs> we want to be sensitive in the terms and, you know, yeah. make sure everyone feels included and not like labeled. Of but course. ultimately, you don't plan your emotions and they are meant to move, right? Right. So ultimately, we communicate differently. And so we have to learn when you're partnered with someone, whether it be. Um, getting married, whether it's your children, whether it's your boss, whomever. It's just we have to learn how to communicate more effectively and choose relationship over right and come to a place where we're hearing and as you said earlier, affirming but validating. Yeah. Right? If I'm telling you that something is bothering me or harming me and we're partnered and you start going to, well, last week (laughs) you didn't care about me last week when I felt this way, you just skipped over completely what the point at hand that the person that you're partner with brought up. Right. Validate first. And now it's an argument. And now it's an argument. Yeah. And what happens what happens when we argue? You are under stress. Yeah. You're having a stress response. It may be shut down. It may be cursing someone out, raising your voice, but it's your stress response. Yeah. So like the more heightened, the more you feel someone's not listening to you, that stress response is just kicking up higher and higher. And now yeah. we're arguing. Because you start to feel in your body when you're like, when you're getting there. When you're getting mad and no one's not, no one's not hearing you, you're feeling it. Yeah, so. some of us get there a little quicker than others, but um, you know, I think for the most part, like we do, you can, you can, you can feel it. And you can feel it. I just, you know, I thank you so much because you've you've taught me a lot, and mm-hmm. one of the things that you taught me was like different skills and techniques, how to diffuse situations or mm-hmm. how to um, table it 
and then set a date and time to come. So can we talk a little bit about some of those skills that you maybe can teach people like George who have anger issues and they can't. Uh, I don't. Um, oh, George. Did you know, George, that anger is a secondary emotion? I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the first one you usually feel? Shame? Guilt? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually love. Oh. I'm about, yeah, no, highly no. doubt that. I highly doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very loving person. I'm not the I absolutely can feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. You see this guy, he does he he tries to get me to a place, mm-hmm. right? Like me and Larry yeah. need to learn to communicate sometimes. Yeah. Cause I try so hard mm-hmm. and Larry just I feel like doesn't recognize the effort that I put wow, in. Wow, you're a phenomenal liar. Cause you're sitting here with a straight face. Because that's liar. my reality. Oh okay. yeah. right. His reality may be different. Perception is reality. That's what they say. Yeah. And when that's how you perceive it, George. We sit here and we have a conversation mm-hmm. like one that we just started this <laughs> sure. one about which one might be the emotion that I feel more? And I said, love. <laughs> Immediately, he started laughing. Wow. Right? So you don't feel validated at all? No, no, no. I, I, I believe you. Yeah. I'm going to have to excuse myself for the rest of Larry this. Larry is literally, <laughs> is literally in tears. Wow, you're a horrible human being. <laughs> I don't know what he's going on about. Where's the restroom? <laughs> I think that's my cue. I drank a water and a coffee en route to this location. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Courtney. It's, it's just fine. I, I didn't know he was going to be in rare form like this. And you're still sitting here with a straight face. <laughs> I'm right, I, don't, I don't have any. I'm, I'm, anytime I'm a travel, I'm, a, I'm the environment, mm-hmm. I, not where I go. So uh-huh, when I, I like I'm the environment. So in my environment, in my space, mm-hmm. I believe you because mm-hmm. that's what you told me. And I have no other reason to believe of course. anything else. But what you say. So even using the example earlier where he told you to sit on the other side of the table where you would be off camera. Yeah. That doesn't bother you. Doesn't give you any insight that he's Mm. maybe a pathological liar. No, No, I I felt like he just was lighthearted and joking. Just for a laugh. Giggle here and there. I giggled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I... uh, (laughs) One of the examples I gave earlier was Mm -hmm. tabling. Sure. Are there some other kind of skills that you give people to Mm -hmm. um, help diffuse heated arguments. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I want to just like uh, stop at tabling really quickly. Yeah, I was actually going to bring it back to that because I wanted to get a better idea of what that meant. Yeah, you should use that one. It connects to what I just said a minute ago in reference to when we are engaging, right? We can, we'll say it's, um, I'm, I'm sharing with you how I'm feeling about something and I'm perceiving you're not understanding. Maybe I don't feel validated. And so ultimately when we start to feel unheard, not accepted, rejected, we're going to have a stress response. It's a physiological response. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going back and forth with you, I'm trying to get you to understand I'm perceiving you're not, my body is responding, Right. So I'm heightening. My heart might be beating fast. My stomach might be in knots, whatever your stress response is. That might even cause me to shut completely down. And now I shut down and I may have what's deemed to be, you know, perceived to be an attitude. But it's me shutting down because I'm trying to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so ultimately, because we're having that physiological response, we need to kind of back away from it to calm ourselves down. So physiologically, we can come back down. So about 20 minutes, like if, if it's something that really needs to be addressed in the moment, right, then we want to make sure that like we're not like saying, okay, tomorrow let's talk about it. Maybe it's something like right then and there that you need to talk about. But let's 
move away mm-hmm. so that we can take a deep breath, we can calm ourselves, and physiologically we can come down off of that stress response. Yeah. So that one thing about postponing is in that moment, because when we're heightened, we may be choosing right over a relationship. Yeah. Right? And so the time away and the calming down and the breathing and gaining other perspective, walk away and journal. Because maybe you have some fire to come out and you just need to get it out. And maybe with your partner or the person you're in relationship with, that is not the moment. So postponing could be within 20 minutes to calm down your body, or it could be like, let's talk about, let's, let's, um, let's schedule a time for us to come back to it. Don't skip it, right? But come back to it. Even if you come back and you're like, you know what? I was so upset yesterday because Mm -hmm. something happened at work. So it kind of guided my emotions in that moment. Or I was triggered by something that happened. I had, I was on the phone with my parent and I may respond. I may have responded to you not the right way. So I'm fine. I apologize. And it's over. But it could be, no, we really need to get through it and hash it out. So postponing, for one, is good for your body. Right? You can come back ready to go, hopefully. How would you, like, if somebody were to practice that tactic there, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's something, let's say somebody saw this on TikTok Mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, let me practice that when next time I have an argument. But it's not a conversation that they had with their uh, uh significant other that they're going to practice that and they get into that heated argument mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now they're both at a 10 mm-hmm. okay how would you recommend that person who's at a 10 arguing with a 10 uh to convey that message to the other 10 that okay. i need to take some time without that person feeling that they're walking away from the argument because it got too stressful let's let's role play it are you are you down for that mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. awesome. So are we, okay, so we have to make sure, because every relationship dynamic is different, are we not role-playing partnership and relationship of significant other, or are we talking about, like, your friend? Yeah, significant other. Okay. All right, George and I are in a relationship. Yes. All right. Okay. I've been I'm waiting at, for I'm this at for a, a 10. long time. I'm at a 10. George, you're a piece of shit. Well, I don't understand why you you're believe all the shit. fucking that's, hard work that I why. do, Yeah. and I'm a piece of shit. You know what? I'll tell you why you're a piece of shit. But let's let's do it at a let's do it at a later date. No, what you want to start this argument? You need to break up right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to break up. Okay, write a letter. Okay, <laughs> on Sex in the City, Carrie got broken up with on a post-it note. Maybe somebody needs to pass a post-it right now. Does anyone have one? That's wild, disrespectful. Post-it note. <laughs> post-it <laughs> <one's five cent. laughs> They're not okay. So, so pause. Okay. So. As we're talking, this is the thing that's important. If we want, a he- I'm talking about we're referencing healthy relationships. Uh, we don't have that. Then. So know. let's reference healthy. If you are in a toxic, we always have to curse each other out and have a drag out, beat down um, conversation. Then that may not be the healthiest dynamic. So let's reference because okay. we want to move towards healthy. You know that you're going. You said it earlier, George. Relationships have conflict. Mm-hmm. Every, every type, right? A good movie has conflict in it, right? That we want to watch to the end. You know you're going to have some sort of disagreement. Yeah. I don't care how you're aligned, how compatible you are. You're not going to agree with everything. The more you're together, the more, more things come into play, like money, kids, life, careers. You're going to disagree. Yeah. Plan for it. We're very reactive and then we need to learn how to be more proactive. Mm. So what would it look like if we just had, and it could be a, it could be something silly, it doesn't have to be, that we already talked in advance, because I'm going to tell you about my second strategy, it connects okay. to this, if we in advance know when we're getting elevated, mm. what can we say? 
let's plan it out. We do everything else. When we, you're just like your mother. Right. You're Throw just, that out there, right? They, you're just you're like, like your mother. <laughs> to, so, you say to, to the partner? Yeah, 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 right? That's yeah. a good thing to say. And so that is... Or, my mother was a saint, actually, so <laughs> yeah. fine. Because it's what you're trying to do is be right over a relationship. If you're telling me I'm like my mother in a negative way, you're you're attempting to harm me. Yeah, and if yeah. you're attempting to harm me, are we really... I want to break you down because... Am I, I breaking? Because wanna... I know when I walk away, you're going to be sitting here thinking about, am I really like my mother? Mm-hmm. My mother yeah. did harm me. And you're weaponizing. If you know someone's mother, right? People come from different family situations. Mm-hmm. If you're throwing things out that harm me, yeah. you're weaponizing my pain. Yeah. Is that healthy or is that toxic? That's oh, toxic. Oh, it's toxic. Yeah, yeah. But who's more famous for doing that, men or women? I don't think it... I think that there's no men are more famous. I think every relationship situation is different. She's very, like... Somebody prepped her. Like, she's a good PR <laughs> Good person. PR, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Lord himself. <laughs> so, I think like, if you plan in advance, yeah. like, when we argue, right, you let... It's communication. We talked about that. It was the first question. Mm-hmm. Communication. Even sometimes it happens after your first disagreement. Listen, I didn't like how I felt. In the future, when we are not, when we are getting elevated, and then I tell people in individual therapy, know what your body is feeling like. Yeah. What does your anxiety feel like in your body? Yeah. Know what your, if I start feeling like my heart's beating, like I'm getting revved up, I know I'm feeling that way. We need to communicate I didn't like how I felt. I felt nauseous because I was getting really elevated. Or I started like my face felt hot, whatever it is. If in advance you say, so when we start feeling like that, then somebody might go timeout. Okay. Somebody might go pancake. Is this I don't your, care. Is this your second strategy? My second strategy. Okay. <laughs> so in terms of like taking a timeout, if we are proactive versus reactive. Ah, okay. So for example, I tell couples do a check-in every week. At the end of your week, sit together and assess how it went because you know we're busy hustling and grinding. Right. So like some, you may ha- be offended by something. And the thing about like feeling offended or upset with your partner and you're busy, you don't get a chance to like express it. So it's festering, you're brewing and stewing and like you're feeling the feels, but you're like now the week one passed and then week two, you're traveling. And now we're on week three and I was upset two weeks ago mm-hmm. and it's festering. So that one little thing, if you didn't put the peanut butter top on correctly, or you put the peanut butter in the refrigerator, and you know what happens when peanut butter goes in the refrigerator. Or you just filled the recycling bin for the third time today, yeah. and I got to take that shit out all over again. But it shows mm. you're hydrated if yeah. you're putting water bottles in, mm. and it shows you care about the environment. Only, so it's about perception. Us, only one of us is hydrated, though, because the other one's out working. Um, yeah, that's probably um, what that is. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it could be recycling. It could be, you know, putting yeah. the peanut butter in it. You put it on your bread and your bread gets destroyed. Yeah. So you did that, right? It could yeah. be anything. So that one minute thing, recycling, peanut butter, could set you off because you were already feeling something. Yeah. So if you do more communicating, like how did the week go this week? Is there anything you want to share? Is there anything I can do better yeah. this week? Is there any way I can love you differently, better? What, what can I do? Sit, like, talk, and it's not combative. It's just, like, sharing. Like, I was feeling, and you have to have ownership of your feelings and yeah. be accountable. Because we, I've, I've done this, therapist or not, I've you, you, you'd people. I've you, you, you'd in my relationship. And, like, you always. And you always. And it's not a you always. Right. It's not. It happened twice. Mm-hmm. If I've been with you for almost 20 years and you did something twice, it's not all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's more accountability for like, I feel, I feel really upset. I feel hurt. I feel upset when you say you're like your mother. Mm. Who said that? Allegedly, reportedly, someone named George. Okay. 
I think I know who he was now. Okay. And he was wearing a shirt you have more. That's crazy. I'll find him. See? Oh. See what I'm saying? This is what this is our problem, is that he just he starts lying and he never takes accountability for it. Mm. This, is, this is our problem. Where's that come from? Uh pain and suffering. Mm. Uh inadequate feelings and um He's just like his father. (laughs) You're absolutely weaponizing his pain. Because if you know that his father harms him and you're using that, you're hurting him. Well, he harms himself, so I don't think we need to even worry about his dad right now. You got something to say? No. If you got something to say, you could just say it. Well, we're apparently not in a healthy relationship. All right, then say what you need to say. I just did. All right. No, you didn't. We can talk about this tomorrow right. at 7 o'clock, sure. if you don't mind. Uh, can we push that to 7.30? No. Stupid. <laughs> you see what I'm dealing with here? I'm trying to work with him. You don't want to work with me. toxic. Uh, so there is like a lot of, I guess you want to call it backlash, if you will, um, all over social media. And then even in like some of my circles, guys are constantly talking about how they don't feel hurt. Like they feel like, you know, mm-hmm. some of the concerns that they have about, um, you know, their relationships or just dating in general uh, go unaddressed and mm-hmm. they feel like women are not, um, not even trying to look at things from their perspective in a sense. So uh, what, what, what do you think this unheard, like unheard feeling comes from? Is it, is it because, people don't know how to communicate effectively what it is that they want mm-hmm. or, or is it just like you know a two-way street where the person on the other side maybe just isn't good at mm-hmm. listening it could be both to be honest like we can't like we talked earlier about generalizing and we can't say well women and i think that's where we go wrong and we're just in this culture now where we're like well women do this and then men do this and yeah. then there's all these um experts yeah and experts yeah about like what men should do and they you know people with microphones i'm not talking about you two of course she's talking about not i'm not referring i promise um with the platform (laughs) um in general and making podcast called the man cave yeah no and making generalizations about things i think it's two things it could be you know both ends so ultimately it could be the struggle with communication and Mm. communicating effectively when I'm working with people in therapy and they're having um, a gripe or complaint, and, and I'm using that loosely, but they have an issue with something, and when I'm, I ask them, well, what would you like to see happen? A lot of times people don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. So how do you communicate effectively your needs when you're not really sure of what they are yourself? So if it's like, he doesn't tell me, and I'm now, I'm going to put it on women. I'm going to put it on myself as a woman. If I were to say my husband doesn't... Um, doesn't love me the way that I need to be loved, right? Um, And if someone were to say, well, what does that mean? I need to be able to say what that means, what that looks like, so I can articulate it to him. So I think it's both, right, in the sense of, like, are we communicating effectively? And is it also that people, because we're not communicating effectively, is it that's the issue? Or is it that people aren't, the relationships you've gotten into the people you deal with aren't the best for you and may not be able to, you know, be as sensitive to what you need um, and and you being heard. So do you you deal with that? Do you ever feel like you don't you don't know what you need or you need something and you're just not getting it? Um, I think a while ago um, for so I've been in a really I've been with my now wife for like 12 years Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it comes. When you were with somebody for that long, like in 
takes you're gonna know them pretty well they're gonna know you pretty well and sure people change Mm -hmm, but i think mm -hmm. when the change happens uh your significant other um if they notice the change they're gonna kind of adapt with you right so if uh i start to voice that opinion that i don't know what i want or Mm -hmm. i tell her hey i'm feeling this way and i don't know why i feel this way Mm -hmm. right she i think is gonna acknowledge support me in that right Mm -hmm. she's going to change the way that she might talk or think because she knows that i'm struggling with something and i can't even voice how how like why i'm feeling the way that i'm feeling and that has been a situation in the past where it is it might be something with work or it might be something going on with like other family members and i don't know how to shut that part away and then come into my relationship and something might be going on and I don't know how to tell her what I need and how to help me. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's when I think she kind of just has to try to be a support system in that way. Uh, but you have to understand that the person themselves doesn't even know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But you got to do the work though. Yeah. So it, like you, you came to this place, you came to, you arrived here, mm-hmm. you did work to get there. So there is a le- level of understanding, even if the understanding is I don't understand. Yeah. Right. And so you were even able to say, like, it's this work thing. That's why it's about checking in with our bodies. Like, is it like I get up every morning, go to work and I feel tension for some reason. Nothing happened. and I feel it. It's uh, if we're communicating like, hey, I don't know. Or, hey, every time I come in the house, for some reason, I feel agitated. If you're communicating that as opposed to walking in feeling agitated and the person's like, well, what did I do? Like and you're like nothing like their yeah. messages don't go right. You Your verbals like and nonverbals don't match, <laughs> right? And so ultimately, the I don't know, it's totally okay to not know. But then try to figure out, like, do the work to mm-hmm. try to. That's why I love therapy. That's why my shirt says therapy is self care. Oh, we didn't notice. You didn't. If you didn't, <laughs> ultimately, it is. We don't always know, mm-hmm. but then there's work to be done to try to figure out or understand, mm-hmm. and then communicate that with your partner. You said it best. You arrive there and then you're able to communicate to your wife, this is what I'm feeling. I don't know. You can work together. Yeah. And then now she can say, okay. Like, he did tell me last week. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel good because he was short or he didn't have much to say, but he did tell me he's going through something. Yeah. So what can I do? Yeah. How can I support you? Yeah. How How are you teaching your son how to do this? Because I, I feel like this is a conversation mm-hmm. that men don't have with one another. Yeah. It's like, oh, what do you need? Oh, boy, I don't know. Like, you know, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, we don't, I mean, we open up in a sense, but we, we don't know a lot about like needs and wants. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of my friends, they go into relationships and if they're not happy with something like, oh, you know, man, I got to do it, what it takes to make the family work or, yeah. you know, just my wife just isn't into it. So I'm just, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm just going to take it on the chin. I feel like a, a lot of the dudes that I know have a habit of just falling on the sword to make mm-hmm. things just kind of stay the course. Like, so what are you teaching your son to to have him avoid these kind of things mm-hmm. as he gets older? Well, he's 10, so but we're starting early. Yeah, listen. <laughs> so um, I already see sometimes the... Um, he, he has a mom as a therapist, so we're we're feeling poor, hardcore poor in my house in my household. Everybody so, crying. Everybody yeah, and I say <laughs> crying is good for you. You can release oxytocin. It's a feel good. You know what? Y'all movie. remind me of the uh, the water family in Elemental. They're like you probably didn't Oh see I never it. I didn't yeah, see that okay, movie. Um, you'll but, you'll you'll die laughing when, yeah, you, when you see it. I probably will since I have a ten year old, right? But ultimately um I'm I already see sometimes signs of 
the nonverbal and the verbal not going together, being upset about something and shutting down, going, nothing, mom. And I'm like, it's something. Mm -hmm. And so I just give them some space. And because I let, it's the same concept of earlier. I'm able because my brain's developed fully and I'm a therapist, I'm a mom, to look at him and go, I'm not going to keep pushing. Something's wrong. I need the physiological part to kind of catch up because he's feeling something, he's heightened. If I keep going, well, what's wrong? Tell me. You better tell me. I'm making it worse. So I back away and I I already say, hey, you know, you can tell me anything. And when you're ready, I'm not going to keep pushing. I'll come. You know, you can tell me. And most of the time he comes and shares with me. And I always, it's about that reactive approach. No matter what it is, I I say to him, just in watching TV together, you know, I love you. You know, you can tell me anything. Right. right. And like, it's OK to say how you feel. And then when he tells me how he feels about something, be it big or small, I validate it. Like, I understand why you're upset. And like, I talk to him. So it's a lot of conversation and a lot of reactive because it's really hard when someone's heightened to like get that. So we we build on it beforehand. I think we do the pre-work. It doesn't change everything. It's not like he'll he'll never he'll always be so communicative. I just think I do it in advance. Like it's always like, how are you and feeling? And you're consistently practicing it. We're practicing. Like it's not just words. You're not telling yeah. him what he needs to do no. without showing him how to do it. Yeah, it's pra- I'm, I'm I'm demonstrating yeah. through my behaviors, my actions that it's okay. And he told me that he was upset about something, and he said to me the other day, he said, "Cause I could tell you anything." So he repeated what I what I said mm-hmm. to him, and he's he's ten. So and so I don't play the game of like you're a boy, and so you have to be tough. I, you, you have to be your, be who you are. That's what it is. That's why a lot of dudes have, struggle with it because they learn as kids, what are you crying for? Mm-hmm. Like, stop crying. Like, yeah. you man up or whatever. Sure. Like, and you know, just kind of bottle it up. So, men need partners who are going to make sure that when they say something about how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, well, what you want to be the woman in a relationship or that type yeah. of stuff. They want, yeah. they need somebody who's going to, like you say, validate yeah. how they're feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And two things can be true. You can absolutely protect me when we're walking down the street right. and make sure no one harms me and be my protector. And you could cry because right. something hurts you, because you lost your family member, because you're sad, because you lost your job, because life is just hard. It's hard, you know, it's hard being a man and supporting your family. Yeah. Two things can be true at the same time. So, like, it doesn't, one doesn't negate the other. Mm-hmm. You being upset and, like, hurt as my partner, it doesn't mean you can't protect and love me. And it's that messaging that's all wrong. And that's, we have to unlearn and look at the person who's in front of you. Who's in front? Well, yeah, he's in front of you. Never. <laughs> never. I'm right. never right in front of you. Never. <laughs> You can tell who's like. Never. I mean, you don't want to go ahead by your theory, right? There's no good guy or bad guy in a relationship. But they're definitely the bad guy, guy right over there. Good and bad are such simplistic terms. We are so conditioned um, with these spectrums, yeah. and the middle exists. And we've learned that. Mad. Think about when you were a little. You know, it was like you knew mad and sad. Even when you wrote your sentences for school, and they said write three sentences. Larry is mad. <laughs> John is happy. Yeah, but George Larry wrote sad. that 10 times on a piece of paper, and they're like, you were supposed to write something else. <laughs> is that right? At least I could write. That's cool. In English, is that what you mean? Because no. I'm Spanish. You see what you this guy does? Sp- you don't even speak Spanish. Hola. So you're just useless. Quesadilla. Oh, wow. <laughs> just useless. Wow. Just useless. Larry, we have a guest here. All right, control yourself. Shut up. Put yourself together. Anyway. Um, this couples therapy 
for everyone, I right? Relationship so. therapy. I don't think so. If you're going to do this podcast, mm-hmm. like going forward, it's, you should have a healthy do you feel relationship. Tension? This is our last episode. I don't know if you knew that. No, yeah. it's going to keep going because mm-hmm. you're going to work on it. You can get someone to I'm support ready to work you. On it. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to work on it, Larry? I don't think so. Not if I got to pay you all over again to do it. I think I'm broke at this point, George. If you can cover it, then maybe you will. How about this? How about you sleep on it, right? Yeah. I'll table it. Table it okay. and come back to it. Because oh, okay. I, I see your stress response. You're shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, actually, Quanisha, I think I'm good on that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I want to protect myself. So, and, and with... Uh, keeping with that theme, um, can we talk about boundaries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, yeah. To, how to set proper boundaries. Because there's times where George will like text me at like 11. Mm-hmm. And Siri, Siri is basically my mm-hmm. boundary at that point. Says, you know, do not disturb Larry right now. He's yeah. sleeping. Or have he's you focused. shared that? I don't have to. It tells him. So he knows yeah, you that see? he can't access me. Yeah, you know, but... I think that, you know, we're doing this. There should be, like, an open line of communication sometimes. Mm-hmm. But and, there's boundaries, know. and you clearly never learned that. So mm-hmm. I would like to talk about how to set proper boundaries mm-hmm. in a relationship, if you don't mind. Sure. And I think we have to understand what boundaries are. Oh. We're in a time where we hear so many terms. Like therapy. Like, therapy's not a term, oh, right? It's not, it's not a, just a thing, oh. right? <laughs> The insurance companies pay me. <laughs> it's not imaginary. It's not. It's a, it, therapy's real. It's, it's it's healthcare. Done and done. Um, for those who don't believe it is, it okay. is. Gotcha. You know. Um, ultimately, is understanding right what boundaries are, and they're of of course what keeps us safe, and it could be physically. Uh, mentally, emotionally, and those, it's those safety lines, right? And so ultimately, we have to understand what those are. And it goes back to the conversation of knowing what your boundaries are. I don't like, and this is a physical boundary. Um, I remember when it was the beginning of COVID and I went to Panera and someone, I'm at the register and we're all very heightened at that time because it was a very beginning. You had six masks on. I, can I tell. had six masks. I, I had like a, a hazmat suit. Yeah. I was, had an umbrella six I feet. Had, yeah. Six yeah, feet. I could tell. So I'm at the register <laughs> and a, a woman was very close to me, very close to me while I'm ringing up my, you know, my food. And I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable for one because I'm swiping my card and yeah. for multiple reasons. So physical boundaries were violated. Yeah. I did not feel safe, right? She wasn't going to hit me or hurt me, but I didn't feel good. So I had I turned very politely. It didn't take for me to be elevated. I didn't tell her off. I said, ma'am, is it possible for you to back up a little bit while I'm doing my transaction? And she said, oh, I'm so sorry, and backed up. From a distance, then we struck a conversation. She was telling me about her woes of online schooling with her son, and it was a nice exchange. But I articulated because I understood what that was. I did not feel comfortable with her being so close to me. That's physical. There's emotional, mental boundaries, but you have to like assess what those look like and then articulate them. Well, she was a white woman. That's why that worked. No, it had, oh, it, it okay. is it is, is absolutely it, it is not about what now someone's race. It. Yeah, she was it is just about you know being a human being and crossing boundaries. A white human being, right? Yeah. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter what someone was. And she wasn't a Caucasian woman, to correct you. She was not. (laughs) (laughs) I was walking down Broad Street the other day. This uh, white lady's walking across the street, taking her time, you know, protecting herself and her boundaries. She's she's got the green light, so she can do that. Mm -hmm. And red charger is turning the corner. She's taking her time. She's walking slow. And then the charger beat the horn. 
Lady turned around, gave her the finger. So the car parked. Person jumps out. Who do you think jumped out? Was it a white woman or a black woman? Red Charger? Yeah, Red Charger. Black woman. You're racist. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Not what it was. Black woman. <laughs> no. black women aren't angry. Like, no, know, and yeah. that's that is we said earlier anger was a secondary emotion. Mm-hmm. That nothing that nothing warrants that has nothing. That's a human being issue. She should have dragged it all. That was no. disrespectful. No. But we don't condone violence on a We do not cars. condone violence. And if we are getting out of cars um, and that heightened over a yeah. middle finger, Stress the middle finger doesn't have ammunition in it. It doesn't have anything in it to harm. So if we're taking it that far. We need to reflect and figure out what else is going on. Do you know Jonah Hill? I I just watched a movie with him and Lauren London. A oh, few months did you ago. like it? It was interesting. Yeah. That is like the word that I'm going to, the phrase. That's, I mean, she didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. It was just interesting. I really you like, can't even not like a movie? No, I love Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so like, I sometimes I watch something for the character, right, for the people, and I really enjoy Eddie Murphy and Nia Long. Mm-hmm. It just was an interesting movie. It wasn't a bad or good, but that's my perception. So I asked you about Jonah Hill because yeah. he's under fire right mm-hmm. now for, um, what, the boundaries yeah, situation. Yeah, what, what happened? I actually don't know. You don't know? I know a little bit about what happened. Yeah, so I think he was dating a surfer. Yeah. And she, he oh, said something okay. about yeah, yeah, how yeah. she dressed. Yeah, how she dressed and things she, people she's hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, these things make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like he handled that inappropriately? I read the text messages. Okay. Um, some of them. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a licensed professional breaking down the Jonah Hill okay. text. This is monumental okay. Fox News level shit right here. All right, let's. I do don't it. know about Fox News <laughs> <laughs> level. It's a different level that I'm really not on. Um, but bless everyone's heart. Amen. Whatever they choose to. 2024. You know, yeah. Make it America. Whatever they choose to do, bless them. Um, so ultimately, is this. I think where everything started to go wrong, first and foremost, is the text me- texting. Mm. You should be on the phone or in person. You shouldn't text. So it's that started. It went wrong from jump. Mm. I truly am a believer that text messaging is for facts, not feelings. They're for facts, not feelings. I never thought about that. I don't know what your body language is. I don't hear the 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 tone of your voice. Yeah, because I'm you reading might. the words and I'm putting my emotions, whatever yeah. I would like to, into whatever you're writing. And it might not even... You might be. He could have... And I'm not condoning what he was saying. He could have been crying while he was writing. I, I don't know. But like facts or instead of feelings. Yeah. You can't... We're, we're getting to, you know, we're letting the, the waters get all mucky with this social media texting. I Maybe we need to go back to the days where you had to text after nine and to wait to 9 p.m. <laughs> until it was free because maybe people would text less. Yo. So to start off texting what is harming you or what you deem to be boundaries, that's where we go wrong. Yeah, That could have been a totally different conversation in person. So like we don't text people how something harms us, or how you perceive it to harm us. You text the fact. The fact is, are you available at 7 p.m. tomorrow to have a conversation? It's very concrete. Yes? No? No, I'm not available at 7. I'm available at 5. Can you do 5? Factual. Then when we meet in person, we can have a conversation. So I think it is because we, you know, we're, we're in the court of public opinion more than ever. Everyone's perspective gets in this, like, he's a misogynist. It's this. It's that. I think really what boundaries come down to is... If he was feeling uncomfortable because I think he texted she like he doesn't want her to wear a thong, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm a surfer. Like, right. I, I don't remember all of the text messages verbatim, but it was like, you are dating a surfer. Right. Like, I'm not going to be dressed, right. you know. Um, and then where she went wrong, it's still the text message. Why share it? Right. What, well, what you know why. It was after the fact she shared it. They've broken up. But yeah, exactly. it's just still a matter of like, Telling someone you don't like something, and so we're getting all mixed up with uh, because he's a man and she's a woman, and he was telling her like what not to wear and like what to do. I do believe that you have to, if something makes you uncomfortable, we have to again go, why does that make me uncomfortable? Right. Is there an insecurity there? It would have been a totally in person, uh, different in person conversation if you were like, right, I'm. We're gonna pretend to be partner. I got a husband too, so don't Good think luck. I'm. I'm not pushing up on you or anything. This idiot over here. So if I would have said to you, mm-hmm. right? If I would have said, you know, partner, you know, I, I, because it, it could have been the same way flipped around. Mm-hmm. It could have been me saying to you, I don't like when you go to work. You're how you're. You know, you've been lifting, working out in the gym. I don't like when you wear those tight shirts. Because I think the women are looking at you. Well, you know, I, I, it makes me feel good when I wear those clothes. So this is a conversation. And I'm wearing them. And so, like, that's the thing. So it's you and I having a conversation. And so is it necessarily, it could have been flipped around the other way. It could have been her expressing something to him. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we're like now, because it's in social media, we're all jumping on it. It's like, he's a misogynist. He's controlling. Yeah. I think he needs to look at, we have to say, if I didn't want you to go to work in your shirt, mm-hmm. it, am I harboring some level of insecurity? What are my values? It goes, it, I can connect this to the whole Kiki Palmer thing. It, it, oh, there's Lord so much, Jesus. right? There's so much and it connects in some way, but it's about us talking about- What happened with Kiki Palmer? Well, Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. went to the We had a concert. whole episode last week. He's I trolling know. you. He is, but I'm looking at his face. So now in my discerning spirit, I could see that he was not serious. So I'm engaging and entertaining him. Oh, funny. Because <laughs> I do well at that as well. You're a professional. Yes. I do. It's not about I can do the the way that you can do the the poker face. I have that as well. Yeah, she clearly does because I I thought I was saving her. <laughs> You're not. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> so ultimately, um, it really is about not controlling, but like us talking one on one and sharing, and then us exploring personally. It's personal work in relationships. Yeah. Why do I feel insecure? Maybe I like had a situation where my partner was like cheating or like we got to be able to figure out like he has to understand why he feels the way that he feels. Mm -hmm. Then they were trying to make it as if it's a therapy thing. He bought his like his therapy sessions to her and like now is like dissecting therapy because he was doing therapy talk, you know, and how he was expressing himself. He's supposedly weaponizing. Weapon. Yeah. But isn't that why you go to therapy to learn skills? Yeah. It's to learn. You're supposed to use them. You're supposed to use them. And even if I knew medical terms, I'm not a doctor. Right. So even if I were to explain to you something to do because you have a cut on your arm and I learned that from my doctor friend, it doesn't mean I'm pretending to be a doctor. Right. I'm just giving you information. Yeah. So I think it really is. It's all, like I said, it starts with the facts versus feelings. You don't text those things. You have a conversation and then it really is him looking within himself. Why is that his desire? Like you are dating a surfer, right? She's not going to have a lot, whether she wears fully, you know, full bottomed, you know, bikini or bathing suit, she's going to do that. And then judging or uh, telling her who to be friends with, it didn't sound like boundaries. And so maybe it was his lack of being able to articulate. Mm. And if you do that one-on-one, then it's a very different thing than texting it and saying all of the things that he said. Gotcha. So. But now I m- might have understood it incorrectly, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just me. 
But is insecurity a bad thing? Like if you're saying that, well, he needs to look internally because these are insecurities mm-hmm. that he needs to, I guess, figure out as to why sure. he feels the way that it is. Is it wrong for him to have those insecurities? No. Uh, insecurities, just like anxiety, is normal. Mm-hmm. We don't want to pathologize people. We all have them in some way, shape, or form, depending on what the circumstance is. But should I not be able to share my insecurities and then have you kind of, uh, how do I phrase this? Like, put an effort to make me feel better if me and you mm-hmm. aren't in a relationship and yeah. I share what my insecurities are. Like, if my insecurities are, are you wearing a yeah. certain you know, article of clothing and we're in a relationship, sure. do you then be like, well, that's your issue. I'm just going to wear what I want to wear. No, so this is, we sometimes come in, a, that's why relationships don't always work because yeah. yeah. we come to an impasse. I don't think necessarily is what is, is his how also mm-hmm. from what I was reading. And I only, you know, I don't know every line verbatim he texted, but it is, there's a difference between boundaries and control. I cannot tell you don't wear. Yeah. That's not a that's not a boundary. I was able to say to the woman that I feel uncomfortable because you back away is very different than me telling you, you know, something that I think you should be doing. I'm talking specifically about what makes me feel physically safe. Mm-hmm. I think the way he expressed it, don't wear this. Um, there was something about like who she spends time with or hangs out with. Yeah. It almost was sound. We have to make sure that we're not trying to control and control is a whole nother topic of, of feeling safe, right? People wanting to have control. It makes them feel safe. So I really do think it's the exploration of the why, why am I feeling this way? And if you feel as though, Hey, I know I can't force you to do something, but this makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why. Is it, could, could he be a misogynist? I don't know, Jonah Hill like that, maybe he right. is. I don't know. And we all are speculating, and that's the thing when it, you are a celebrity, we're all in on it. We yeah. have our perspective, our two cents. And so ultimately what it comes down to is like, I don't know what his, you know, where he is with what he was thinking. I think he, we have to be careful with boundaries and I'm trying to control you. And I think that's like the bigger conversation we're having. Is he policing what she's wearing? Is there something within himself? Like, is there something there? And so there's nothing wrong, as you asked, with having an insecurity, because we have them, but we need to understand why. Are they guiding our lives, those insecurities, in negative ways? You could feel secure and not apply to a job, and you can be great for it. You could be dealing with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so many reasons we have insecurities. Right. That could be self-induced or societal, it, you know, induced. So it all depends. So I guess it all depends on it. We could say what boundaries are. You got to feel safe by how you articulate them. But they went wrong with text messaging. Yeah. You don't you don't do that. I agree. Do you think you think social media makes it hard for people to date? A hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, absolutely. Social media is just an interesting place um, because they're so it's saturated with everything, with opinions, perspectives, with people with microphones. No offense to any of you. Well, that's two shots. Right. Do, 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 let's not have a third. Yeah. <laughs> no, I promise. They do say third's the charm, right? So ultimately, I think it does make it challenging because if you consume, right, think about scrolling it, right? That dopamine is kicking in. It feels yeah. good. Like it's, you're escaping. So people <laughs> ugly. Yeah, you're he scrolling ugly. and like, <laughs> yeah. and so like we're scrolling and then we come across and remember how the algorithm is. If I start watching things about really, like I watch a guy giving me relationship advice, it's going to come up in my algorithm. People who have microphones, not a third time, no reference. Um, people, 
people um, who have a microphone or a platform may be advising me about relationships yeah. that is not applicable to me or my relationship or the relationship I want to get into. Mm-hmm. So I think it's challenging because there, it's saturated yeah. with everything. If it says A, but then do B, this person's saying that. And so if we keep looking, it's a distraction sometimes. 100%. To real life. Yeah. It's snapshots. Yeah. And no one can tell you about your own relationship and what you're looking for the way that you know. Right. All right. So one of the biggest challenges that I've had in my relationship mm-hmm. is Uh-oh, a lot personal. of uh, relate. Like I hear it a lot on like social media as well and TikTok and all the blah, blah, blah is um, when guys want to go out by themselves and have a guy's night and the woman is super mm. against it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has always been like, no, I want to hang out with you, mm-hmm. right? Like, why, don't, why can't we go out? Mm-hmm. And we do all the time, but sometimes I want to take a step away and just hang out with the guys, right? How can I maneuver in order to manipulate her to let me to go? No manipulation. Oh, oh my, wrong word. Okay. Wrong word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll talk yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I know you have the skills. Too. I do. And it's Jedi always going to tricks. be going out, <laughs> away, stepping away from the manipulation light. Step away, step away. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was joking about that. I but know, like, course. how do you kind of, how would I maneuver having that conversation for the 106th time in order to kind of. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Yeah. Remember we talked earlier about knowing what you need. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your needs in terms of going out with. Your guy friends. What do you need? I just need some time alone. I haven't seen my friends in a while, and it allows me to kind of shut the world out and decompress and worry about me and not have to worry about if she's having a good time that night as well. And I just want to hang out and worry about myself for a little bit. Mm -hmm. To be focused on just feeling good, decompressing. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you articulated that? Yes. But not the I don't want to worry about you part. Let's remove that part. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, what do you mean? So if you are communicating to me, I want to like, you know, I am all for you saying it really, I need to decompress. I need to be around people um, that are like-minded, other, like, mm-hmm. I, it is important that, and I'm not telling you what to say, yeah, right? No, 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 I'm right um, she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's important for you to have a life outside of your relationship, mm-hmm. right? You're a, you're a person outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important that you feel like a person, right? Because we get, when we're, when we become partnered in marriage, um, it's so important because we we feel like we're losing a sense of ourselves sometimes. So it's mm. important that we promote that we are allowed and supported. And not allowed in a way like I'm letting you, yeah. but that we're supported in being an individual. Mm. So like you need to be an individual and that you invalidate and like I love you and I love every time we spend together. Yeah. So is it a matter of like we need more ni- date nights? Are we having them consistently? Um, but it's really important for you. If it if it's like you all sh- you know have a you know, basketball night mm-hmm. um, and you go out and play basketball or whatever you do and it <laughs> makes you you know feel good, then you share that. But we've, we've removed the part of I don't want to have to worry about you. Well, if if, if I can kind of explain that, because I feel like you're kind of really focused on that one version of it. Yeah, because that's what she might be. Is the so idea of uh, I am responsible when we're out, right? You mm-hmm. know, like, especially if I'm taking you to this environment that you mm-hmm. kind of already don't want to be at. Sure. Right. I, I have to entertain you. I want to make sure you're still having a good time. I don't want you to be upset or kind of forced to be there in an environment that you don't want to be in Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be there. Right. Then in that situation, I might as well not have even gone because I'm not invested in there. I'm taking care of you and making sure that you're okay and Mm -hmm. hanging out with you just at a different location. Sure. That's all it is. It's me and you hanging out, but over there and Mm -hmm. you know that I can't, Take, I can't uh, entertain. I can't focus on me that way. 
You know what I mean? So where are you going together? What so, do you mean? So, okay. No, I mean, it's just any setting, right? Like, okay. if me, if I just, if the guys want to go sure. get a drink somewhere, okay, right? It's like, oh, well, why can't I go get a drink with you, right? Okay, with the guys yeah. is always the okay. argument, right? It's yeah. like, oh, well, because we're going to be out and about and I'm always going to have to have an eye on you. Or okay, I'm, you I know see what, what you're I mean? saying. Yeah, yeah. And now I can't 100% be just by myself with the guys. So if you are, so I, I only honed in on that part there because... Um, I didn't. I got the context now. I understood. Mm-hmm. She wants to come with you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it, it really is you articulating the to the best of your ability, like what what it does for you, mm-hmm. like your your personhood, your individualism, and just being able to spend time. And then that exists. Remember, two things can be true. I could yeah. want to hang with my guys, have a drink, whatever you choose to do. That's respectful. Of course, you're respecting your wife. And then when we get together and we have the time of our life, and I love spending time with you. Mm-hmm. The other part is kind of having a conversation. I remember being uh, proactive, having a conversation on your your, your check-in nights, mm-hmm. like, honey, babe, whatever you call each other. Like, we've talked about this wife. before. We keep it formal. You say wife, I say wife. person. Yeah. <laughs> wife. <laughs> wife. Um, I know, like, not a night you're going to go out. Yeah, of course. Is there a reason that you don't, like, prefer for me to go out without you? You may really, in those intimate conversations really get more out of like what's the reason as opposed to I'm about I want to go and she's feeling something be proactive have Mm -hmm. conversation like get into her brain of what it makes it feel like maybe she's feeling something that she's not she can't articulate Mm -hmm. um, and you can talk about it and remember it's not about conflict we're having dialogue it it doesn't have to be wrapped in a bow it's like let's talk about it like what's going on and I'll say hey you may not know what you to think about like because I'm not going out and I'm not violating you you know, I'm not harming you. And remember, we're generalizing, but it's to really what some scientists say, how women think in memories and emotions more so. We're able to go, oh, well, last year when you went out, and we're th- you're not thinking about that. She's thinking about a time you went out last year and you came home at 3 o'clock and she felt upset. And, like, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we think. And that made her really hurt. And so she's going to that point, and now she doesn't want you to go out. Mm-hmm. I'm making that up, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say in advance, just have these conversations, mm-hmm. have dialogue. Don't always wait till we're in it. Yeah. Like deep breathing. When we deep breathe, we don't always get panic and start breathing. Practice it during the day. Mm-hmm. So then when, you know, things kick up and you need to breathe, you already know what to do. Your body's primed and ready. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you believe in the uh, happy wife, happy life thing? Because clearly Georgia's trying to live by that. Mm-hmm. Can't just tell your woman to stay home, stay in the house. I'm going out tonight. Uh, no, we would not promote that. <laughs> you're talking about Jonah Hill. You, <laughs> you're trying to criticize Jonah. Jonah. I think you're trying to like make sure you have a healthy relationship. Yeah. I think those happy wife, happy life things are all in fun. I think really? every. I don't. I mean, there's I a fair amount of no. Uh, it's a, it's a not same. to generalize, but women. That believe that their pri- that their emotions mm. should be prioritized, and, and no. the old men who make it 30, 40 years into their relationship—that's the you. first piece of advice they give she's you. She's always right. You're always wrong, <laughs> even when she's wrong. No, I think I think it is all. You have to look at the context because mm. every relationship is different, right? And so, if it, you got to think about what are your your values for your relationship, I think we say it as a term. I don't believe that even when I work with couples. I, I'm a woman. I'm not saying I'm not on the woman's side. I'm on the side of, like I say, when I work with a couple, my client is the relationship. 
It's funny because it doesn't feel like that when I'm in therapy. No, tell me about it. <laughs> it always feels like I'm walking in to have her convince me that she's right. Oh. Yeah. You know what it feels like? If you would be still and not always <laughs> be on location, you may be able to oh, assess okay. your environment. Oh, okay. Right? Gonna make it right. personal. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us don't have the privilege of working from home. I don't know. Like. You know, it's, hey, it's all perspective, right? That's a good point, though. Yeah, I could, I could, uh, you know, maybe be a little bit more still. Not driving or on the phone or. But you got to do what you got to do, man. That you have to do what you have to do. Right. Um, I think you do right, as long as it works. But yeah. I think we're, we were saying happy wife, happy life. It's all the context of your relationship, and so it's not about like. I think that if we are um, pretending. If you're really in disagreement, something harms you as a man, mm-hmm. and like you're just saying yes, but you're you're harboring and building resentment because you're feeling like, like you said earlier, not with you and your wife, but if I feel like I can't be individual, I don't have perspective, I can pretend and go, great, honey, anything you want, and I'm having a build mm-hmm. because if I'm feeling little by little, then the kids are born, and then I feel like it's then building. I gotta go get milk, you and know then I, mean? get, right, I gotta buy diapers, <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm and I don't feel I can't go anywhere. Like it builds yeah. up. And so no one should, that's why I said we need to use it in jest. Yes, I think in partnership, we need to figure out like how both of us could feel satisfied and good and we're not responsible for someone's happiness. We contribute to it. It's not your responsibility, right? We're not responsible for nobody's happiness, George. You're not responsible. And I don't even like the word happy because if we're talking about different emotions, happy is situational. It's, it's not like fleeting. a state of being. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I like joy. I like the joy because you plant it in your heart. And I can remember. I remember last year when we went on vacation and I can have memories and feel good. Happy is like if I dug in my pocket and it was $500. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, what am I going to shop? <laughs> right. But then when I spend it, that feeling, that elation is gone. So we're mm. we're chasing these things that are like, and we're like, you have, you're responsible for this situational thing that's situational. It's not a state of being. Damn. You're not always, it's okay. Sometimes you wake up mad, sad, you're happy. Sometimes you just feel, you wake up that day, the sun's shining, you feel good, and you don't know why the sun's just shining. Yeah. So, like, I think we have to be careful with these terms and look at the relationship in front of you. Because what happens is people only realize it is you built the habit, mm-hmm. right? You become the hamster on a wheel. Mm-hmm. You, She's not happy because you didn't buy, let's say the uh, the the full body Louis Vuitton all black with the monograms on it. Let's say you didn't buy that, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're the bad guy. So you try not to be the bad guy, Mm -hmm. and and next time you buy it, so Mm -hmm. she's happy. And tomorrow she's gonna put her foot on your neck again, right? Oh, I want, um, let's say, uh, Kat Makani. With the kitten wow. heel, this sounds personal. Butterfly shoe, right? And he he has a list on his phone. Oh, it's really personal. No, this is all like <laughs> this is all theoretical. Oh, theoretical, right? yeah. like so, like okay. I don't even know if these things are real. Um, so you you buy it to make her happy all over again, and now you're stuck in this loop, as mm-hmm. opposed to just saying like, "Yo, like you know, I'm not responsible for your happiness." And if these type of things are what makes you happy, then maybe you should be. Get off my things. back and go get it yourself. Was that what you're saying? I wasn't gonna say no. it like that, but <laughs> no. 
Yeah. I think that's I a lie. Yeah. I what you said. I think that's a lie. I think the relationship is over if we say that. I had a nice little run, George. But no, you did. You did good. You did good with your run. I think it's it's. It's your wording. Even to say, well, I'm not responsible for your happiness. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's that dialogue. Yeah. Right? There are there are people, forget about men or women, that their love language, there's like is gifts. Some are quality time, words of affirmation, like it's different things. And so ultimately, sometimes things are tied to childhood or yeah. tied to like why they don't want something or do want something, why words of affirmation matter, they didn't get it. Like it, it really is when you're partnered with someone. They're a mirror. They're 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 there, right? You're gonna get married. Mm-hmm. Your bride is there mm-hmm. to be the mirror, and you're there to be hers. You okay. look into each other, and you're able to articulate and share things. But we don't say you get your own thing, and like that. Of like, that's not. we're never that's we're <laughs> never gonna get anywhere with never. one another. Never. But it's really talking about like I think it's delving into. I know people personally that are like I really enjoy gifts. Yeah. And gifts doesn't have to be like extravagant, but like they're able to articulate to their partner, like I like gifts mm-hmm. or like I love quality time. Like yeah. don't buy me anything or you can buy me some things, but I really like when you just sit with me like Friday nights, we're on dates together. And like, I just feel so good with that. Yeah. Talk to each other. Yeah. And if you're at an impasse where you can't like come to some point where your desire is to make sure your partner supported and feel loved and understanding what that looks like, then I don't know about the relationship. I want to touch on the gift thing real quick because sure. I think a lot of women, sorry to generalize, That's a lot fine. of women use the, oh, gifts is my love language thing. What people have to understand is gifts works both ways mm-hmm. because my fiance's love language, one of hers, is gifts. Mm-hmm. But she goes crazy with gift giving as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, yeah. she's just looking for something sure, all sure. the time. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's important to understand. It is. It is like that. It's a, the receiving and giving is yeah. also, it goes both yeah. ways. Yeah. But it's understanding what that looks like. That's all it is. If you're in partnership with someone, you're understanding them. You're understanding what they like, why they like it. But I don't think it's about, like, this thing makes someone happy. That's why you have to keep going to buy more. Because mm. it really is not making someone happy. Yeah. It's making someone feel good in the moment, maybe. Maybe we can label it as happiness, but it's not this, like, state of being because you purchased something from me. Gotcha. So we are trying to ask all of our guests moving forward mm-hmm. a very serious sure. would-you-rather question. Sure. Okay. You mm-hmm. ready for this one? Absolutely. You, so the rules of the game, you have to answer. There's okay. no like, oh, I'm not picking. You have oh, to sure. what is A or sure. B. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So would you rather have me as a client or George as a client? And you locked in for a year. Ain't no switching up. I can't pick both. You can't pick both. That's not part of the game. I am going to pick George. <laughs> it's race. It's always race. <laughs> Because I'm black. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Can you tell us me why? Why you would choose not to work with me again? No, it would be, um, I already know you. Oh, okay. So I I feel like I want to give George a chance. Okay. I'm one of those guys that don't really need therapy. You know what I mean? It's not about needing. <laughs> I love saying that to a therapist. It, it's not, it's not about, um, right. So, so I didn't give you therapy. Right. Ethically speaking, I I didn't provide therapy for you. Is that because I I'm not on pills or anything? No, it wasn't therapy. Therapy is different. You you you're you had 
premarital counseling, okay. which is very different than providing therapy. Gotcha. Right? It's more there's more coaching than in that aspect of That's things. That's fair, maybe. Right. So let's look at the fairness. We, mm-hmm. you know, um, we didn't delve into certain things. We didn't get detailed. We had a very focused direction to get you to. Oh a no, point we were very detailed. I would disagree with that. You no, no, meaning right out my. Okay. Uh, right. What up? It's none of your business. You weren't no. in a, you weren't in a close, the culture. So it's just giving an opportunity. So I think in terms of the A or the B mm-hmm. right now, there is there should be um, when you set goals in in any type of counseling therapy. Um, I think we've met the end of our process together mm-hmm. um, and got to our goals met, and so now we give someone else an opportunity to get there. Well, goals if met. if you haven't done therapy with him though, sure. so if it's therapy, you have you're still roomed. To- to, to, to I answered the question the way that you asked to the best of my ability. Well, you know, so we're, then now I we're did. throwing in more to, to complicate <laughs> it. That was earlier. That wasn't the condition. So you're, you're creating new conditions. Forgive him. He doesn't. The, you want to work with me? <laughs> <laughs> I actually hurt my feelings a little bit there. I'm going to refer both of you yeah. out. <laughs> should not. I want to be able to help because it's not a one size fits all. Uh, so I think not. that the needs that you have, I'm not able to meet it. Uh, okay. That's okay. nice to hear. If I ever went to like a therapist and mm-hmm. they was like, no, not for me. I, <laughs> I would be like, damn, all right. But I think you want that though. He does. Me? No, but you want someone. Oh, like you want the honesty from your therapist. And it's not even, they're not saying, cause I think something's wrong with you and I can't. Mm-hmm. If, I tell people often, like my clients traditionally um, are not dealing with, let's say, for example, substance abuse issues, right? Generally, not that people aren't like dealing with, don't take substances or, but they're not dealing with that as their primary issue. So if someone were to come to me or reach out and they're like, I am struggling with alcoholism. Um, I'm not, that's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. And I'm, it's, it really is, I'm not a doctor, but it is a do no harm thing. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like we can't, like I can't help you effectively, I'm not collecting people. You're not a stamp or a baseball card. Yeah. I feel ultimately it's about like, I'm not trying to harm you, hurt your feelings. I want you to get who's best Proper for help. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we don't collect fair. people. That's fair. Well, Kwanisha, you were absolutely a phenomenal guest. Uh, got a little shaky at times, but I think overall you were pretty damn good. I'm shaky. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm, that's shaky. If other people wanted to hire you for your services, how could they find you? Well, I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm. So if you want to work with me for um, counseling, um, I'm licensed in Pennsylvania. If you want to work with me for premarital counseling, you can be anywhere. <laughs> Right, and so um, you can reach out to me. What should I give? You want me to give like whatever, whatever you want. That's We're gonna you. plug it all in the episode. Okay. Anyway, so. so if you have questions um, about working with me, um, you can email info at btgcounselinged.com. That was cute. And we're not going to put her phone number in like we talked about. All right, so yeah. just leave that part out. Okay. All right, cool. I, I, I have an assistant, so she'd answer. Oh, perfect. Okay. Give it in. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank we you for having me. appreciate all the free advice you gave. Uh, I feel therapized. I bet you do. My guy. Yeah, you learned your lesson, huh? That's smart. It's the second time, yeah. I think, on camera that I've left you hanging. I'm a, I don't care. I think you need an executive producer to help you. Probably. I don't think we have we, one. We do have one, but she, uh, you know, she don't show up for work. So. That's true. Um, Did you go on Indeed.com? No, they cost money. Ours is free. There's a free trial. 
That one is a trial, though, so it's going to eventually cost us money. <laughs> Honey, come on. We're, we're business savvy here. We like to okay. keep our overhead low. But thank you all for coming to the Man Cave Podcast. Uh, like and subscribe to the episode. Don't tell me what to do. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you.